Hello, and welcome to the MPSA Education Committee podcast. Um, my name is Ed Mosteller with Perform IT US. I'm joined by fellow committee members Aldo Spensieri from Meldan Consultants and Mitchell Philby with First Rock Consulting. Today, our topic will be how are the OEMs dealing with the COVID 19 pandemic? So we're going to have a series of interviews, and our first interview will be today with Dan Waldinger, who is the Senior Director of Business-to-Business -Business Marketing with Brother. I'm looking forward to hearing what, uh, what Dan has to say. So let's get started. So I'll start off with a question. Um, you know, obviously very difficult times. And I was wondering what you as manufacturers are doing to assist your dealers during these um, questionable and difficult times. Thanks, Ed. Uh, this is Dan Waldinger. Happy to be here with everyone today addressing the members of the MPSA and, and the, the panel. Um, so this says, Ed said, this is certainly difficult times and we, we've all had to uh, adjust. I think the first uh, thing that we did at Brother um, is obviously invested heavily in the web conferencing capability. So as we're on GoToMeeting today, uh, we all equipped uh, everyone with a Zoom license and we've been uh, actively participating in video conferencing and webinar with our dealer partners. Uh, around the same time, right before COVID broke out, we had actually established also a dealer council with more than a, a dozen dealers to kind of closely monitor the needs and pain points uh, of our resellers and, of course, adjust our programs as needed to, to help grow our business. So that was sort of timely because since then we've had uh, uh, two meetings with our dealer councils and checking in with them and assessing their needs during this, this time. Uh, we also, you know, didn't stop our, our business and had planned uh, an investment in a partner relationship management platform that would enable our dealers to communicate more effectively with Brother, uh, kind of a single pane of glass uh, where they can go and get information and download information from Brother and all the content and material that they need to be effective in their sales and marketing efforts. And uh, we invested heavily in a system called Zinfi, which is a best in, in, in its class. Uh, and I'll talk about some of the other tools that we have uh, in a moment, but we've made those investments to, to make sure that we have those electronic uh, means of communication, both from a partner relationship management platform to being able to virtually uh, meet with our dealers on a regular basis. We actually had a, a learning management platform called the Brother Knowledge Center, and that's an extensive sort of webinar reservoir of uh, resources. Uh, and we did notice over the five months, five and a half months that, that we've been uh, going through the, the COVID uh, crisis a huge increase in the usage of this platform, 40% uh, increase, uh, obviously the dealer sales professionals and service professionals coming to that platform to take training, to get information uh, on programs and, and to stay uh, in tune with what we're doing. Uh, we did also work with some of our distribution partners. We we don't do a lot of direct business uh, with our with our resellers. A lot of what we sell is through our distribution partners. 
So we did uh, acknowledge the you know pain that they had and uh, put some programs in, in place uh, to extend uh, payment terms. But probably one of the the bigger programs that that we had in place and interesting enough became very important was our express exchange uh, program. So of course, maintaining our help desk for business continuity, responding to customer uh, calls was uh, was uh, the most important thing in, in our mind to, to stay basically keep business running. Of course, we do a lot of troubleshooting remotely from the help desk, but our express exchange program is, is really supporting our contractual or MPS customers. And it became a real important program because some of our resellers who also carry A3 products uh, began to discover that they had difficulty servicing those products because customers that were open and had essential workers there, they did not want the non-essential workers coming into their office to service those A3 devices. So we had some of our dealers become pretty creative and would drop ship our brother A4 products into those environments because they were very much plug and play. And then should there be a service need uh, for that product, we could obviously through our express exchange uh, replace that overnight. And so no break fix call was needed. So whether it's maintaining our ability to service our dealers and our customers from a help desk perspective, to train our uh, sales professionals and service professionals remotely, to give them a platform where they can get that information on a regular basis, to continue to have the dealer council in place to talk with our dealers, and then of course to use uh, virtual communication. So those are some of the things that, that we did uh, over the last five and a half months to, to be effective uh, a partner with our resellers. Um, that's great, great keeping the communication open. Um, the other big impact obviously of COVID in our industry is, you know, pages obviously are down, but it's driven the work from home. So now, uh, you know, it's so many people now work from home. Uh, have you done anything unique or new relative to work from home to um, assist either your dealers or direct clients? Yeah, Ed, absolutely. So um, we do have some A3 partners that we sell our A4 products uh, through, and we collaborated with uh, one of those A3 partners, and in this case it was uh, Toshiba. Uh, to create a work from home kit and the idea here was it's it's really more about you know creating a corporate office with the capabilities that you have in the corporate corporate office at home right so a lot of it's it's all about business continuity and being able to communicate and collaborate using the the tools that they would have in the office at home and that really lended itself to a completely different set of products that needed to be uh, acquired than say would be sort of a low small office home office product so that kit uh, had everything in it from tips and tricks on how to set up an office uh, security recommendations uh, applications that that need to be loaded on on the home pc and then we also created a work from home hub on our website, Brother obviously has a lot of experience in this Soho uh, area as well, 
with tips and tricks on, on how to do that. So whether it be with our partners or actually on our site, we created uh, that material. We also immediately looked at the industries that would sort of remain open through the early stages of COVID. So certainly, you know, warehousing, shipping, logistics, healthcare institutions, public sectors, grocery providers. We immediately put a lot of content out on how brother products could be deployed in those environments to create more efficiencies. Uh, the idea of, you know, contactless printing, the idea of, um, using brother products to, to help uh, business continuity there. And then more recently, uh, we put out a kind of a six foot office uh, vision on going back to work. So it's not just a work from home, but we expect that organizations are gonna start opening up. And uh, what does that mean from a, a device to employee um, uh, ratio and you know in this case there will be limited amount of people in the office so uh, where the technology is is, is going to be uh, something to be considered as well so we've put together a whole new model for our dealers to go and work with customers to retrofit their offices so a lot a lot of things going on there uh, that's great what um, kind of on the other end of the spectrum a lot of a lot of um, a lot of supply is sourced overseas, um, parts. Uh, has COVID impacted Brothers or any of the other supply chains at all? So we, we did see some uh, disruptions uh, primarily caused by, you know, countries that were shutting down their uh, economies due to COVID. So most of that has occurred in our small office home office category so our uh, smaller laser products and and some of our inkjet products fortunately our commercial products the b2b ones were, were, were fine so we didn't see a lot of um, disruptions there we did notice some delays in, in transit as well and that was really kind of shipping uh related um, but we've been tight on products primarily due to the sales uh, demand on the work from home front. So a lot of our small office home office laser products and our inkjet products are uh, in demand uh, when COVID started and that, and that continues. Um, and it's really frankly offset some of our uh, slowdowns on the, on the business side. But from a uh, supply chain perspective, it, it you know really just countries that have, have shut down, slowed things up, some shipping delays. But fortunately, our business products remain uh, uninterrupted. That's great. I think um, I think we have a few questions from Aldo. Yeah. Hi. Thank you. <clears throat> Hi. This is Aldo Spensieri. Um, really interesting um, what you were mentioning before about um, device to employee ratios and and helping home uh, workers um, set up at home and 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 maybe um, from what I, I think I heard you're more a3 type machines versus a4 my question was have you seen a type of a shift have you seen uh, anything that's moving from the larger footprint to the smaller footprint machines um, especially for the home worker or even for the uh, the corporate worker because of the device to employ are they looking for smaller footprint machines yeah, so actually, although I may have misspoke, we are we're mostly an A4 provider. Okay. So in our case, uh, we of course we've been hearing about the 
the shift from A3 to A4 for a while now. And and we believe your 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 question's right on. I mean, there has been, I think, an acceleration of this, certainly on the work from home uh, area. So we've had a, a number of uh, uh, dealers uh, who wouldn't be interested in selling sort of work from home products, uh, now very interested in talking with brother and learning about the, the technology stack that we, that we have to offer. So definitely we're seeing that shift uh, in work from home. We saw a big uh, push for, you know, smaller footprint laser products from our dealer community. Uh, they became interested in, in selling those, as I said, and, um, we also, you know, as a result, launched a, a playbook to our dealer community on how, how to offer and sell those solutions to fit uh, the shift in the workforce. Um, we also have uh, some uh, brother mobile solutions, which are primary label labelers and dealers became very interested in selling la labeling products as well because you now have a demand for food safety labels or in, in these contactless transactions that people are doing you know, on the, on the uh, food uh, delivery services. So there was a lot of interest in, in pro products that traditionally uh, copier dealers wouldn't sell. They became very uh, interested in that. And of course that, that uh, package that I mentioned earlier that we did with Toshiba in, in mm -hmm. concert is something that was really well received uh, too. So that, again, that shift we're seeing a three day four, we think it's accelerated by COVID and, um, and, and of course, as people come back to the office, it's going to be uh, a discussion that we, we really want our dealers to have with, with IT professionals because there's a level of comfort that the worker wants to have. Um, of course, I don't think we're going back to the days where there's a printer on everyone's desk. <laughs> that wouldn't be uh, efficient. Although, frankly, brother would love that, but that's yeah. not, we're gonna primarily coexist with the A3 providers as we've been doing, but uh, there definitely is, a, a, I think, a, an appetite to really look at the environment and, and make it much more comfortable for workers. Yeah, see, that's where my next question was going to, because for years, especially from the managed print community and from managed print providers, we've been talking to customers about reducing the number of printers and having yeah. more work group printers and, and fewer devices to employ. Uh, are you seeing that shift now going to more personal printers again for safety reasons or for for you know, bubbles or groups of people that can use or you know what uh, what are you seeing uh, in the market what kind of requests are you getting from from corporate yeah uh, so we're we're seeing uh, a, uh, interest in this evolving workplace right it becomes much more mobile uh a case where you know workers are, are going to be in and out of the environment um so the idea of the kind of the centralized to copier where it's maybe a 30 to 1 employee to device ratio you know we're having conversations where you know yes an or a mid-sized organization maybe they have uh you know, 10 large copiers and then a bunch of page printers around the office, we're looking, we're having conversations about making that a much more manageable uh, device to employee ratio in our environment would be more of a five or seven to one, uh, create these printer pods where the technology yeah. is closer to the workers. Um, it, there's less people, uh, you know, sharing it. So there's, and of course, if it's a, if it's a phased, uh, 
you know, we're 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 talking about 25% capacity in in off in the office in New Jersey. That's what the the governor's been been talking about. So if that continues for a while, then you know that's a much more manageable, more comfortable environment um, than than having to have a, a larger uh, device to employee ratio. Uh, and my my next question. Thank you for that, by the way. My next question has to do with the uh, with the supplies. Um, yeah. With with more of the home worker uh, needing supplies delivered to his home or her home. Um, have you seen some of those supply sales move from the traditional um, dealer or, or distributor to more of the online folks? And how are you coping with that? Yeah, great question. So we're actually pretty diverse uh, group of resellers at Brother. So we have obviously independent dealers that we're, we're talking about today who traditionally don't sell via e-com. Uh, but our DMR partners like a, a CDW, our retail partners like a Staples or Office Depot, and even our e-com partners, obviously, like Amazon, they do transact, uh, uh, obviously, through e-commerce. So, they, so, but specifically for our dealer community, uh, the supplies that they sell and the hardware that they sell are what we call protected. So they're not products that would, would uh, be on the retail or e-com side of the house so we didn't see a shift of the supply business we saw of course uh healthy supply business on our retail and e-com side right. then on the b2b side we did see a drop off of you know about 15 percent but fortunately in the first quarter but fortunately that's coming coming back now uh so uh, but again, those were protected uh, supplies. So if they're, you know, as dealers are, we're still serving customers, and the, the ones that had to stay open and print, the dealers were still able to to serve them, and they didn't shift those purchases to the e-com uh, business because those cartridges wouldn't, the ones that are sold in the retail uh, e-com side, would not work in the business products that we sell through uh, through those that channel. Interesting. Thank you. Yep. Uh, and then one last question. So I'm going to ask you to get your, your best crystal ball out and okay. um, have you predict for the future uh, in terms of, uh, I'm going to call it pages printed versus pages managed. Uh, there's been lots of speculation in the industry on, on the shift to, you know, manage doc and especially for the home workers that are printing less and, and are starting to get used to more of the glass based uh, document. Um, what do you think? What are your predictions for the future? Page is going to come back, kind of come back, maybe come back. Well, I think you you certainly uh, make a great point about the worker at home is not going to print necessarily what they would in the office, yeah. <laughs> because frankly, that it's just they're just going to become more digital transformation is is, is going to I think accelerate. On, in this new uh, workforce, but that doesn't mean that print is going to go away. I mean, a lot of people have been predicting that for for quite some time now, right? Um, we're we've just uh, inked a global partnership with with uh, Cofax, uh, you know, which is a, a leader in uh, print management tools and, and some some document management. So uh, we're 
we're right along the lines with the digital transformation to to make sure that we're going to capture that mobile worker to make sure we're going to be part of the business processes that ultimately at some point still like hard copy documents <laughs> so yeah. i think you know of course we we do see a reduction in print um uh, IDC talks about it, and, and of course, uh, the, the, the organizations that, that track that are, are, are talking about uh, print shifting. But uh, fortunately, it's shifting to what I would call the brother's sweet spot, because it, what's happening is the volumes that, you know, equipment that used to be sold in, in, in 30 and, and 40,000 impressions per month has come way down. You know, when we when we look at the data on our print fleet servers from our dealers, we see a lot of those uh, A3 machines were frankly um, they're underutilized. So it really makes it for a good discussion for us to go in and talk about the brother A4 offering because it's really situated more for you know the the three to to ten thousand uh, prints per month. Uh, so. They may come down, but you know, frankly, they they're coming into our sweet spot. So, um, <laughs> and then of course, with a, a managed print services uh, uh, contract, we can offer a lot of flexibility with cost per print and uh, extending warranties and and really getting uh, customers uh, comfortable with the brother solution. Perfect. Thank you, Dan. Thank you very much for your insights. I'm going to turn it over to Mitchell. Uh, thanks, Aldo. Uh, Dan, um, I, look, the headline numbers are out for obviously quarter four uh, this late last year, and uh, we've seen quarter one results come out, and uh, we're expecting um, challenging results for quarter two. I guess we're facing that's the new reality that the industry is in, and because we've seen these hardware sales and print volumes being reduced across most of the the OEMs. Uh, I guess the question I want to ask is, how has your business pivoted to adjust to those lower revenue challenges that you're facing? Yeah, so great question. Um, you know, we did see a downtick in, in our business. Uh, I think Brother had just reported our first quarter earnings. Uh, we did see uh, about a 16% uh, reduction in, in first quarter revenue. But uh, those are really offset for us by the uh, the Soho business and this work from home trend. Because again, that's a, a strong area for for brother. But the, at the end of the day, it's it's about remaining profitable. And you know, fortunately, we've been we've been profitable as an organization. We do think business conditions are improving in in the second quarter. And uh, we do have a diverse offering, so it's not just the business products, but it's the work from home products. So we feel we we definitely have an advantage uh, there. Um, it's about you know being smarter, and I think in, in in the business models that that we uh, we talk about with our dealers, um, whether it's it's MPS or flat fees or subscription fees, it's about where can we get that um, business back. You know, and 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 evolve with with uh, businesses from, and just be fluid with them. I think that's the key. Like traditionally, you know, they buy, they lock in for three to five year lease, and and uh, and they may never hit the print volume that they've uh, committed to. 
Uh, I think customers are, are looking for vendors that are going to be more scalable. And I think that's how we can uh, work with our reseller partners to make sure that they maintain profitability and maintain the revenue that they need to to stay uh, stay a healthy business. It's a, it's a good answer and it's a good segue to, I guess, my next question. In some way, you kind of validate, I guess, a strategy about your business model. I was going to ask you how um, how are you going to adapt uh, your business model if sales of hardware and volumes remain lower than they have been uh, pre-COVID. But it sounded kind of like your your business model is based on about agility rather than, than, I guess, fixed business models. Or is there a, a business model that you're adopting or adapting to to allow you to manage that lower income revenue? Yeah, I, I think we we definitely are, are looking at this, and I think I think COVID has accelerated this uh, with the whole concept, the whole discussion of uh, uh, piloting some some new models. So we just started uh, piloting a flat fee or subscription service within our dealer community, and uh, as as we kind of move into this new normal, we're we're seeing some customers very interested in kind of more flexible. You know, operating expect expense models versus the more common capital expense models. So the idea of scaling, the idea of equipping a work from home um, a group of uh, mobile workers with with the technology they need at home, and then also addressing the office place at the same time. Uh, not everyone's coming back, and so we're working with uh, Great America Leasing right now and offering a pilot program. Uh, and uh, subscription programs are, are starting to come out from from other vendors and kind of different flavors, but our our feeling is it's a, it has to be scalable. And then the dealer also needs to be given the the choice: do they want that reoccurring revenue over time, or do they want it right up front? And in in our pilot uh, program that we have, we actually give them the option. That's great. That's great. Now, this is a bit of a $64 question and, and uh, it's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek question to you as well. I guess we've got uh, over a dozen to a dozen and a half OEMs existing today in the industry across the market. Um, you know, because of some of this challenging, um, it's going to be challenging for these OEMs to maintain their competitiveness and their financial environment to support, uh, I guess, such a... Uh, you know, fairly large industry sector, um, and I don't know if they can all survive. If, um, based on what you see, do you see that some of the OEMs may be forced to consolidate? And if so, who do you think will be the ones to consolidate? And how far away do you think that is in consolidation? Well, it's certainly a, a timely question. Um, I believe yesterday or two days ago, uh, Oki Data announced that they were getting out of uh, the print industry. So uh, I don't have to speculate. It's kind of happening in front of our eyes. Uh, about uh, a year and a half ago to two years ago, uh, Dell continued exited the market as well. So your question is, is right right on. I think that you're you're right to to say that we will have less OEMs. Um, 
course, we continue to see a rise of, of the mega dealers, you know, purchasing and re, uh, dealerships and consolidating those in, in, in the reseller channel. Uh, we just saw a failed acquisition of two of our lar of two of the larger providers in the marketplace. So I think that again, your question is right on. But at the end of the day, I, I think it's impossible for some of these vendors that are reporting, you know, losing millions of dollars, um, you know, in the public statements that they're making. I don't want to make any prediction <laughs> predictions here, but it's right in front of us. I'll leave those predictions and speculations to the industry folk. Um, but I think those that are best equipped to answer this question, frankly, are, are the resellers uh, who are gonna watch this podcast. What do I mean by that? Um, they know which OEMs today are pulling back support, eliminating headcount, cutting programs. Uh, I can only speak to what Brother's been doing in the marketplace. We've been investing in this channel now for, this is our sixth year of, of growing the, the, de the dealer business and providing at your site support. So uh, we're excited about continuing to, to um, grow and we've been growing double digits now for, for six years um, in, in, this, in this market. Um, and I do believe you're correct in in saying some of these other OEMs are, are not going to survive. Thanks, Dan. That's a well-responded uh, statement, I think, to please correct as well. Yeah, thank you. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for their participation today. I think it's uh, some great, great information. And um, uh, hopefully, uh, as listeners, you'll get a lot of value out of today's podcast. Thank you. Thank you.